Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. How much time are you spending wasting looking at your podcast stats, business owner? Here's why you should stop doing that. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Stats in business. You got to know stats to make sure your business is functioning properly. Stats in podcasting. You got to look at your stats for your podcast to make sure your podcast is functioning properly, right? Well, yes. And no. Let me explain. This week I'm doing a whole series of shows, whole series of episodes where I talk about things I used to think that I have since changed my mind about. As mentioned previously on the prior two episodes this week, changing your mind is important when you are in an industry that is as fast-moving as podcasting. So it's important for us to recheck our assumptions, and I'm spending this week rechecking my assumptions. And my assumption I'm rechecking today has to do with statistics. Specifically, the statistics that we podcasters, that's you, that's me, that's everybody else that has a podcast, the statistics we get from our podcast hosting company, the stats that we then utilize to determine how successful our podcast is. So I used to spend a lot of time, probably way too much time, looking at stats for me, for my show, as well as for the shows, my client shows that I produce. And if I'm being honest, I still spend too much time doing that, but I'm getting away from that. In fact, I haven't reported stats to my clients in about three months now. It used to be the at the end of the month, I would do a quick report, not a quick report, a rather extensive report, pulling down information that I felt was valuable to that business, to the owner of the podcast that I am producing things for. And I would pull down things like, you know, how many downloads that it got, but not just downloads that it got. I, I would actually break it down and tell them, here's how many downloads you got in a certain time frame so that they could then benchmark their podcast success against other podcasts. Answer that question, am I doing a good job or not? And I haven't done that in about three months, largely for this reason. While it is true that podcast stats are showing how many people are downloading your content, I just don't think it's all that valuable for business-focused clients. So what I want to spend time talking about is the philosophy of, of why I think this through and, and, and the real disconnect between what we have in podcast stats and what I think podcasters really need. Now, 
I should put a caveat in here. If your podcast hosting company is IAB, that's Internet Advertising Bureau, 2.0, certified and or compliant or working towards that, it's not a question of accuracy. I'm not complaining about the accuracy. I have some questions about the accuracy, but that's, that's a different thing. What I want to tell you, though, is back to my disclaimer, remember that the IAB, Internet Advertising Bureau, is the one that's certifying this. And the whole reason they're doing that is so that we can get an accurate counting of downloads for advertising purposes. None of my clients have advertisements. All of my clients are business-focused, and they're using their podcast to influence people to, to make business outcomes. And while you could make an argument that the more people listening to a podcast gives more chance of that business, getting some business outcome from those listeners, well, that's true, but it's not all that important. So what is important? If you're a business, and, and I'm struggling through this, the reason I'm pontificating is I, I haven't put a report out in three months, remember, and I need to do that at the end of this month. I promise my clients I will come up with something. So what I'm trying to get to is a set of universally acceptable reports that tell podcast owners, that tell the businesses behind these podcasts how they're doing and how it's impacting their business. And we just don't have that yet. And I don't have it figured out yet. Now, some of those are going to be very specific to the business itself, but some are going to be a larger, higher level. Here's a, a really good high-level thing I would love to get, but I can't. I would love to be able to tell my clients, on average, how many listeners they have. I just can't do that. N and neither can you, by the way. Because while we can track downloads, well, that's a download. That's not a listen. That's a download. That means it was downloaded somewhere doesn't mean it was listened to. We can get listen numbers from places like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They'll tell us how many times something was actually listened to and also for how long. But those are, that's a sample. That's a small percentage, or a percentage, I shouldn't say a small percentage. That is a percentage of listeners. It's not all listeners. And it's still not accurate. It's still not the most accurate way to track things. That, that is a, it's a black box. We don't understand how, what the methodologies are that are being tracked. So I want to tell my clients what the size of their audience is, but I can't do that with the way things are today. So I'm, I'm reticent to do that. What I'm leaning toward, and this is something I learned from a dozen years or longer running advertising agencies is that you only measure the things you are trying to cause to change. Measurement for measurement's sake is okay, but a much better play is to only measure things you're trying to change. So what are my try clients trying to change? Well, if I have, a, I have some clients who are trying to get their current listener base, their, excuse me, their current customer base listening to their show. So how are they doing that? Specifically, what are they doing to cause more people 
in their existing customer base to listen to their show. Are they sending out emails? Hmm, that's interesting. Because if they are sending out emails, I can get an idea of how many emails were sent out in a given time. And then maybe even track the people that clicked through on that email. Well, that's a portion of it, Evo. But what about the people who say, oh, that new show, you've got a podcast? Great, I use X version of podcast thingy. I'm just going to go subscribe over there. Well, we can still account, right? This is branding stuff. We are able to see how many new subscriptions come in. But are we? There's the problem once again. We really can't track subscription level. There's only a handful of podcast listening devices that give subscription numbers, and I find them suspect anyhow. I find them suspect anyhow. So again... As a business, if you're focused on these things that you can't change, you're going to get really, really frustrated because you don't understand why the numbers go up and then they go down and they go in and they go out and the things you do don't have a change. And it's not that valuable to compare yourself to other podcasts who are completely different, who are trying to get a gigantic audience so they can sell advertisements. It's just different. So here's a podcast pontification that is open-ended and has no answer. I'm going to flip the script. And maybe you've got an idea. Maybe that I'm too close to this problem. So while I am ignoring podcast statistics or trying to very hard, I need new ones. I need a better understanding. Because it's kind of puzzling to me. If you got an idea, reach out to me. Evo at podcastlaunch.pro reaches me. You can find me on the Twitters. I'm Evo Terra over there. However you want to communicate, by all means, I, I would love to continue on with this conversation, but I'll keep working on it. I'll keep pounding away. And in the meantime, I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion. 
is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.